Hello and welcome to another episode of Walking with Anxiety with me, Stephen Dawes. Thank you for joining me and this is the 52nd episode. This is absolutely amazing. I am not the sort of person that usually carries on doing things like this for a long term. I usually get bored or I just lose interest or whatever happens. And so to be 52 episodes in on my podcast is absolutely amazing. Now, this is, a, of course, a weekday podcast, so I'm going to be racking up them the, the numbers pretty quickly. But... I am still really impressed that I've got 52 and uh, the numbers are fantastic. Loads of people are tuning in, of which I thank every single one of you. And of course, as I said before, if there's anyone out there that you think might benefit from this podcast or anything that you think might you might want to share with me, for example, please do so. Tell other people, tell me if there's anything you think I can improve or anything you think I should be talking about. And uh, and I'll put it on the future podcast as we go through the uh, as we go through the coming days and weeks. Now, today's podcast is something a little bit different from what I've been doing in the last few, because last week we talked mainly about a Children's Mental Health Week. Today I wanted to go back to a little bit about what I've mentioned in the past, which is my food, well, I wouldn't say necessarily food phobia, but maybe health anxiety that's caused a kind of association with food that's not necessarily as good as it could be. Now, for, for many years, my brother, myself, and two of our very good friends, Mark and Jeff, I've been taking part in something called Food of the World. And it's it's been something that's evolved over a number of years to the point where we were doing it on a fairly regular basis. We went to some amazing places while we were doing it and we had some really good times. Of course, the flip side to that for me personally is it meant trying lots of different foods, foods that I hadn't tried before. And this, from a, from a health point of view, from a physical anxiety point of view, did sometimes make me feel a little bit uneasy because one of the things that I do worry about is whether food is cooked properly, um, getting food poisoning and things like that because of my emetophobia. So there were certain challenges that I had to face to overcome those and uh, and continue doing the foods of the world, which I really did thoroughly enjoy. Now, part of what I wanted to do today was I asked my brother to put into some kind of context what food of the world was about and how he came up with the idea of it. Because it was something that kind of evolved from regular meetings that we had as a, as a group of friends and turn into, I say, this regular thing that we used to do. So I asked him to put it into a few words, which he's done for me. So I'm going to read some of them out as I go along and read through some of the text that he's written as we go through the podcast so that you can get a flavour of what the food of the world was about. And also I'll add my little bits as we go along. Now, we all got together from working in the same building. We all worked in Croydon at the time. And uh, there was there was four of us. There was my brother, there was myself and two of our good friends, as I said, Mark and Jeff. And we worked all in the same building for a little while. And we used to get together quite often. Sometimes at lunchtimes, we used to go up to each other's offices and, uh, and have lunch. Now, as time progressed, we developed nicknames for each other. Now, I'm not going to go into the origins of these original nicknames that we came up for one another, which was Droopy, Ruby, Storm and Dave. I was Dave, by the way. Um, and we also came up with other nicknames, such as Three Musketeers. So my brother Neil was Athos, Mark was Pothos, Jeff was Aramis, and I, being the youngest, was D'Artagnan. And uh, and so we kind of, we had that kind of friendship where we kind of made a little bit of light-hearted banter between ourselves and things like that, which went down quite well. And uh, there might be a story I might add to one of these Food of the Worlds a bit later on as we go through the as we go through the podcast. As time went on, our career paths took took a turn, and my brother and uh, my friends moved up into London to work up there, and I stayed in Croydon for quite a while. But then I eventually moved up to London as well to work, and that made things a little bit easier for all of us 
to carry on meeting up as we often did at lunchtimes and it also allowed us to meet up sometimes after work and we would do that on an ad hoc basis just uh, having a meal or, or going out and having a couple of drinks or maybe going out to see a movie something like that now quite often as we went to the same kind of restaurants or we get the same kind of foods they got to the point where we got a little bit bored with having the same food all the time so we decided to try and change it up a little bit and make it a little bit different and this is where my brother came up with, um, with a novel idea should we say so even though I mean, my, my brother at the time had mapped out all of the pubs in the west one postcode in london so that we could go to all the pubs that were as diverse in decor and history as possible my brother is one of the probably one of the only people i know that can tell you where a pub is in regards to where you are in london he'll know where the nearest pub is and the history of it and when was the last time you went there when was the last time we ate there what the beer was like the last time we went there he, he really is an encyclopedia of pubs in london which i'm not sure if that's a good thing or not and we also used to go to the cinema quite often. So we decided that why not try and mingle cinema with food in some way. It started to become a, a natural progression for us to start booking afternoons off once a month so that we could do lunchtime meetups, see a blockbuster movie and then go to a few pubs. Now, of course, I'm a teetotaler. I don't really like drinking for obvious reasons. And uh, and so I was mainly on drinking coke or, or something like that. So, But they were drinking, obviously, alcohol quite a lot of the time. They didn't necessarily want to just be spending the whole afternoon or evening in the pub drinking because it was not very good for you in the best of times, especially as they were getting older and so was I. So my brother decided to come up with the idea of making a food of the world, which would combine a cinema, a good meal and doing some of the pub visits as well mixed in with it. So you won't just spend the whole evening in the pub doing a few different pubs in the area. The Food of the World, or FOTW as it became known, involved taking turns at picking one Scrabble tile from a bag of 26 tiles, and each tile represented the letter of the alphabet. We also had an alphabetical list of countries against which these tiles would be matched. So a country beginning with a letter would be chosen and a restaurant serving that cuisine would then be selected for us to go and visit. So for example, if you picked an S, letter s then it might mean you go to a spanish restaurant or one serving swedish food or something like that and that was a general idea that we we came up with and my brother came up with anyway now most of the restaurants we picked were in central and greater london this is mainly because of convenience because we, we all worked up there at the time so it was easier for us to be to be up there and eating up there most of them were usually a quick tube ride away so it wasn't too bad at all we did occasionally go to further afield. I mean, one of our latest Food of the Worlds, which happened a few months ago, was in Canterbury, down in Kent, which is where I am at the moment. Um, we've also been to Brighton, and we even went at one time to Calais in France to try French cuisine. And we also played balls while we were there as well. And we also took advantage sometimes of some very cheap two-for-one deals that were going on at the, at the, at the particular time that we were, we were picking for Food of the World. And this led to some pretty amazing trips for us we did one to genoa in italy for italian food that was a, a huge uh, event for us it was one i think it was one of the very first times we went outside for food of the world and it was a fantastic experience it really was amazing we also went to dublin in ireland um it was actually for the letter e and ear but um, it was for irish food and drink and we decided we've got to go to ireland if we're going to have irish food so we did that went to dublin another amazing trip fantastic uh, experience for all of us now we got to eat food that we'd never tried before. Um, we went we went to loads of different places. Not all of them were 
fantastic. Some of them were a little bit mediocre. Um, there was one South African restaurant that we went to in London, which was a lot of plantain, and it actually looked like somebody's front room. There were sofas and things like that. The decor was kind of 1970s uh, vibe going on. And, you know, the food wasn't horrible, but it just didn't, wasn't necessarily the best that, we, that I personally ever had anyway. And there was also one experience that we had, which was uh, Japanese food. And we went to quite an expensive restaurant, and uh, we decided we were going to try this this Japanese food. Now, I'm not very good with hot stuff in terms of, you know, I've said before, Thai green curry is probably the uh, the hottest that I will ever have. Anything hotter than that, my balls start to sweat. So we went to this this Japanese restaurant, and we started to eat this, this sushi, which was actually very nice. I really enjoyed it. But then, of course, what I didn't realise was that they had surreptitiously slithered a layer of wasabi inside the sushi so as we were eating it my mouth started to get hotter and hotter and well you can imagine the outcome of that it was really quite quite a, a nasty experience in terms of the heat that coming out of my mouth at the time but the actual meal was very good and once i'd learned that the wasabi was in the sushi and found ways to try and get it out it actually turned out to be a really great meal and and these are just some of the things that you learn as you as we went along and it enabled us and me especially to try many different foods that under normal circumstances I would not have touched with a barge pole. Really, really wouldn't have done it at all. And it's it's amazing. I've tried crocodile, I've tried alligator, I've tried kangaroo, all kinds of meats I've tried. We've been to some crazy restaurants in the past and fantastic restaurants as well. And uh, one particular restaurant we went to, which I think was a Korean restaurant, um, and I'm, I'm not entirely sure, I can't remember exactly where it was now, we went to one Korean restaurant and the food was very nice. The, everything was really, really good there. My my brother, as sometimes happens in the past, was uh, slightly worse for wear in terms of the alcohol. And I was having a little bit of a rib at my our friend Jeff as the evening was progressing because he was wearing a, a jumper with a roll neck and uh, he had very short hair at the time which is quite a new look for him because he had quite long hair for, for much of his life. And there was there were various jibes going on and quips and throughout the evening. And uh, then in a very un-Jeff-like manner, he decided to chase my brother down the street and uh, shouting obscenities at him as my brother was was running for his life down the high street. It was one of the funniest things that I'd ever seen, I have to say. And uh, it's something that wasn't repeated, thankfully. But it, it's just one of those things that's happened to us while we've been on these these journeys that we've been on. There are many of them. Now, not all of us were able to make every food of the world. Occasionally, one or two of us would drop out for one reason or another. It could be illness or things like that. And it did lead to one particular highlight in which we, that is Mark, Jeff and I, decided to meet up. I think it might have been for a food of the world. Neil was meant to be coming with us as well, but he was uh, at home because he was poorly, so we had to cry off. So we were sitting there in this pub and we were thinking, what, what are we going to do? And then... I can't remember who it was, it might have been Mark, came up with the idea of us to sing to Neil down the phone while he was at home recuperating from his illness. So there we were in the middle of this Irish pub in Victoria Station singing to my brother, serenading him even. Um, the pub is no longer there, I'm not sure, at least I hope it isn't because of our singing, but it was a nice little, um, nice little story to tell. And it just highlights one of the things you can have with a group of friends together, anything can happen. And regardless of how you feel as a person or how you're feeling on a particular day, you can still have a good time. Now, of course, one of the things that life throws at you is the uncertain and, and time does move on. And one of the saddest things that happened to us as a group was the untimely death of our friend Jeff. He was taken with us far too, far too young 
and he died from cancer a couple of years ago. It was a difficult time for all of us and obviously for his, his family in particular. And one of the things that we did talk about afterwards was we're stopping doing Food of the World. We thought that we wouldn't do it anymore. Would it be right with him not being with us um, anymore? And then we decided what we would do is actually we would continue to do it in his honour and that we would take a picture of him with us to the cinema and to the movies and and we'd also take him to the restaurant and to the pubs that we went to afterwards. And it would be a nice way to remember him while doing the things that we used to do as a group together. We've also involved uh, Jeff's widow at one one of our meals. She came along to uh, to share a meal with us in, in his honour. We've also done a few meals since then. We've done a Polish restaurant and a couple of others. And wherever we go, we take a picture of Jeff with us and we leave him on the table as a reminder that he was one of the original founding members of Foods of the World. You know, it was a great, it was a great thing for me to do and I would certainly recommend doing something similar if you're looking to try different foods and you have a, a wealth of different cultures around you wherever you're living. It really is an amazing thing to do. And as I say, from a health anxiety point of view and a food point of view, it's enabled me to try so many new things that I would never have tried before. And yes, perhaps on some occasions I may have erred on the side of caution, maybe not going for some of the more extreme items on the menu, but it's also allowed me to do that. And it's been one of the, probably one of the most enriching experiences that I've ever had because it enabled me to go to different countries, it enabled me to sample different foods and of course enjoy the company of good friends. So that's just something I want to talk about today to give you an idea that even if you do have anxiety, especially around food, as, as I have myself, that doesn't mean you can't go out there and still have a fantastic time. Yes, you might have to adapt to what's going on. Yes, you might have to battle a few demons along the way. But in general, it can be a, a really enriching and rewarding experience. Although I would say, if you're going to go to the cinema, don't go and see Excess Dens, because we did see that, and we ended up walking out halfway through. It was an absolute horrible film. But anyway, that was beside the point. Thank you for joining me. As always, that's the end of this episode, this 52nd episode of Walking With Anxiety. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast as a whole. Please leave me a comment down below on the Anchor platform, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also leave a comment on my website, walkingwithanxiety.co.uk. Or if you prefer, you can contact me on Twitter, at walkingwithanxiety, and you can just say hi, or you can just say thank you for the podcast, or any comments, or even criticisms. I'm open to anything. You can let me know on my Twitter. Thank you for joining me again today, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.